Hey there. All right, this is your boy, the blended family guy, Marcus Holmes, my wife, Crystal Holmes, just got back from spending some time with our 24-year-old daughter. Um, again, we're never going to preach or have you see or put on this facade that we live this perfect, blended, uh, completely efficient um, life. All right, we're living life, um, trying to get better each and every day. So it's funny, um, for those of you who don't know, a little bit about me, if this is your first time joining the broadcast, uh, my name is Marcus Holmes. I'm the blended family guy. Um, several years ago, uh, 18 to be exact now, I met my amazing wife while we were at school together. She was at University of North Carolina Greensboro. I was at North Carolina A&T. And um, from the moment I met her, I knew that was going to be my wife. Um, she had a, at the time, Camille was five years old. Um, I was not hindered by the fact that she had um, a child from a previous relationship. And this is part of the whole blended family paradigm, right? The whole environment. It, the reason why it did not hinder me and it didn't bother me and didn't create a, an issue with me is because my dad had married my mom, even though she had my older sister um, from a previous relationship. And he handled his business, took on a great responsibility, and um, it created an example. He lived it, right? So it's never been an issue, never has. I've never called my daughter stepdaughter. Um, she is mine. Um, I absolutely love it <laughs> when people say, man, Marcus, you know, I see her eyes. Man, she has your eyes. Or, you know what, Marcus, she acts just like you. Now, that... In some respects, absolutely, because we've been around each other for so long. But I, I absolutely love when people say, oh, she, Marcus, she has your eyes or that smile. Now, she looks exactly like her mom. Um, that's her, you know, my wife's mini-me is, is Camille. But I just want you to know that, um, again, very excited to be on. Um, it has been, you know, just just awesome. Um, I think this is our fourth show, and we're very excited. Again, this has been going very well. So um, what we're going to be talking about today is are you treating your family like a part-time job? Um, Crystal, are you ready to join? And I was just telling the audience that you just got back into town. Um, so... You know, we are um, really excited to on over. Um, so it's just me and you, and we're getting ready to go ahead and jump into this. Um, hope there's not any technical difficulties out there. Let me know, people that are listening, if you're out there, how it's going. Um, Chris, you know, if you don't mind, I always like reminding people that we're on. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and make it. Let's go ahead and jump in. So, are you treating 
your family like a part-time job. So I'm going to give you a prime example of that right now. One, we, we try not to. We absolutely try not to. Um, we, we try. We're trying to just get this right. Okay, we got it. All right. Um, All right. Okay, here we go. Are you treating your family like a part-time job? Woo! So for some of the some of you who don't know, yes, I did find the tickets. We were able to get tickets to last week's Andy Minio concert. I was out the doghouse. Um, I'm gonna stay in the camera, babe. Here, let me see if you need to scoot over just a little bit so you don't jump off the camera. Um, I was fortunate because I walked right out of the car um, over to a gentleman and said, man, I need some tickets or I'm going to be my, I have an unhappy wife and it's all my fault. And he turned up three tickets. We were able to walk in. Major had a great time. Uh, we had a great time and um, it was good. Now back to, are you living? Are you treating your family like a part-time job? We try our best not to. And what do you mean by, you know, well, Marcus, are you? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Most people know when they're not giving their all to their family. And I'm not talking about time. Make, let me be very clear. I'm not talking about time. We are talking about that, that when you do have those, that, that quality time and you're spending it with your family, but you're not there. You're just totally disconnected. You're either on your phone or your mind is on your job. It's on something else that's happening. We have to make sure that we are focused, engaged, and there's a plan. So, you know, it goes back to, well, well, Marcus, what do you mean? Do you have a plan? Well, what's your plan? All right. I, I know, Marcus, I, I'm living the part-time life. Um, there's a song for any of you R&B people out there, especially it was from H-Town. Um, they had this song that, that said um, uh, part time, you know, and then I think on the album number two, I think it was uh, part time coming to your full time. Now, that's not for kids to hear. That's for your husband. That's husband and wife. I, don't time. Even know, that. I know you don't remember that because I'm an R&B head. I'm an R&B head, guys. All right. So. If you need to go from part-time to full-time, we're going to give you um, a few tick, uh, tips and tricks. One, you have got to start treating your family and looking at it from a leadership perspective, right? So um, I think that's the, the main thing. Um, I, think, I think the camera's fine, but I think the camera's fine. Okay. All right. The missus says she likes the you. camera. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. She's a little shorter. I apologize. Okay. So, um, one, all right. And here's point number one. All right. Here's point number one. Point number one is how to create balance. All right. Here it is. It's coming up on your screen, guys. Point number one, how to create balance. Okay. How to create balance. Uh, let me get that. I'm trying to show it on the screen, y'all. So just give me one second. All right. How to create balance. I'm trying to show it. Okay, give me one second. There it is. 
All right, show it. Point number two. No, I need point number ones. All right, so y'all give me one second. Give me one second. We are, we are learning this thing and we are going to get it right. All right, point number one, how to create balance. That's the one I want. Point number one. Point number one. All right, let me show that. Point number one, how to create balance. One, if you're frustrated at a lack of, of time. Thank you, Eric. All right, if you're frustrated at a, <laughs> at a lack of time. Thanks, Eric. If you're frustrated at a lack of time, okay, um, management. You need to create a process. So one of the things that I learned when I when I uh, joined the John Maxwell program several years ago, um, John Maxwell had just came out with a book or, or a little thereafter, a book called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. The the one thing that I learned from John Maxwell out of that book and then one of the it was either a call or I, when I was attending certification, he taught me that was one of the most amazing things that I've always remembered. And for me, it was the most important thing. And it was whenever, for everything, you need to create a process. All right. So guys, and see in that process, there's still things that come in. Cause see like my son right now, he's tapping me on the arm and I'm trying to stay focused, but he's tapping me on the arm. But you know what? That's blended family life, right? Because we don't ever want him to think that you know us what? Doing this. Us doing this is still more paramount than his needs, right? Now I don't know if his need is more a want, but we're about to see. Let's so, see. son, let's see. Yes, son. Let's what see what would you interrupt? What do you say? He wants um, a our son, our son is addicted to cough drops, and I'm gonna tell him no. And the reason why he's asking me this is because he knows I'm on, we're on we're on we're on Facebook Live. So, no, son, you can't have a cough drop, but you can have some more food. He's All like right? a, he's like if, if you want some more food, you can. He's okay. like a little man that puts peppermints in his pockets. Right. So for for everything that you do, you got to sit up, honey, because okay. I can't Sorry. see you. All right. So for everything you do, you must create a process. One book that I would suggest you go out and get is John Maxwell's book, The 15 Laws of Invaluable Growth. Um, great book. Uh, here, let me type it. 15 Laws of Invaluable growth. One thing that John Maxwell taught me is for everything, try to create a process. And what I mean by that process is if, if, if you feel you're out of whack when it comes to family time, well, then you know what? Create a process, calendar it and execute on it. So for, for us, we were having some problems like me and me and Crystal. My biggest issue with my wife has always been, I need to make sure I'm getting her quality time. And I have um, sometimes been a little derelict in that. So what I had to do is I had to make sure that it was priority. I had to calendarize it. And even though life happens, I have to make sure that nothing takes the place of that. So like even tonight, I'm going to try to go and have ice cream with Crystal. Um, even sometimes it might not be middle of the day. Most you got to make sure, right? Um, that you're given that quality time. So we create a process um, for major. We create processes when we wake up. One thing that we're going to be doing moving forward is making sure that in the morning there's a process, because for me, I've learned from John Maxwell. 
he's created a process for just about every area of his life. He creates a step-by-step process. And, and here's why. And Chris, she knows I'm a linear thinker, right? I, I just, I operate by one plus one is two, two plus two is three. You get, you, you go from two to 10 with me, you know, you jump from two to 10. Chris knows I go haywire, don't I? Oh, so, no, you saw her eyes. You saw her cut her eyes at me, y'all. I go haywire because I operate in process. It's just the way my mind is wired. So let me interject. Okay. I don't operate in process like that. Now, I was raised in a house that was very, you know, where I had structure and order. And I'm going to say that because uh, when as a parent, looking back, I'm grateful for my grandparents and the way that they helped me to see what a schedule does for a child. So, like, let's just say starting off major six. You know, yeah, we know y'all are like, amen. I'm outnumbered. I need Cheryl on here. Oh, no, she's like y'all. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Uh, but but what I'm saying is that children should not be left to try to figure out, you know, their schedule. Like, I, I one of the things that we've even been talking about is yeah. that, you know, Major's time, you know, like a friend of his, you know, I, um, I've heard Major say that, you know, this particular child, you know, all they do is 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 they go home and they may just, you know, be on the game or they may do this or they may do that. But there's no structure. So one of the things I realize is that, you know, time is so valuable, especially for them. You know, the moment they wake up, you know, I thank God for my grandmother. I had a little calendar that was in my room and it was like a wipe on wipe off calendar. And I kept it in there probably till fifth grade. And then I moved on to another calendar. But on that calendar, it said, make up my bed, brush my teeth. It, it had everything that I did until I went downstairs to eat breakfast. Yeah. Then, of course, you know, I was at school. Then when I came home, I practiced my music for 30 minutes. That was I mean, it became a habit of mine. Never did Process. she have to tell me over and over again, <clears throat> go to the piano, all this. I didn't have to do that. Then I had a snack. I ate my snack. I got to watch a little program, you know. That was like 30 minutes, you know, then from there, it was time for me to do whatever it was I needed to do, probably even before six o'clock, six o'clock in our house, it was time to eat dinner. You know, I know times have changed, you know, we're running, you know, you're traveling, you know, sometimes you're here, you know, my, my grandfather was a business owner, he was a local business, he wasn't flying all over the country. So the schedule of life was different and they made it very structured. It was very predictable for me. And I think that's what kids need. They need predictable yeah. schedules. They need Absolutely. to know that this is what to expect here, there, there. And then a lot of that will trickle over into their adult life. So now I say, Absolutely. even though I may, you know, be like, oh, do we have to do it this way? Well, so, I realize that so it he, is the best thing. So he, here, here's the great thing that um, has helped us. And again, during this broadcast, you'll always hear us trying to give you best practices as we're learning, as we bumped our head. One thing I want you to understand is, Crystal, if you've ever had a disc assessment, Crystal is a high eye, and there's nothing wrong with high eyes, all right? That means that they are, she's got a little bit of D when it comes to certain areas and environments she's in. But for yeah. the most part, high eyes, there's, they don't, it's not that they shy away from process, it's that they don't think about time in the same cylinder that a S or a C does. See, Eric, right. 
Pastor Anderson, he's a high, he's a high C or an S. I can't remember, but very linear in our thinking. D's, um, Jan, I'll put it like this. I, I used to, when I was younger, it used to kill me because Crystal in her time management, how she managed it is, is different from me. It's not a bad thing. And I used to make it a bad thing. And I was the blockhead for that. And so, again, um, just giving Dr. Sandra Steen a shout out, she's the one who I became discertified and she's a master disc instructor. Um, one of the part of, part of the things that we do um, for blended families and couples is we always will have them go through a disc assessment. Because one thing that I had to realize is, you know what, there's nothing wrong with the way Crystal is wired. Yeah. I just need to learn how to adapt to that. Let her know that. I, she shouldn't be marginalized for the way she thinks and vice versa. Yes. Um, so we are all about process, right? And that's my that's my strength where she's she has some strengths that I'm completely weak in. Um, and I let her lead in that area. So if you remember last week when I was talking about su submissiveness is sexy until it isn't. Well, hey, <laughs> Crystal finds it sexy when I'm submissive to her. All that means is that I defer to her strength when it's needed or when it's necessary. Isn't that right, Chris? Don't be cutting your eyes at me. I see you cutting your eyes. I know I do. It's very rarely I do submit. Yeah, I'm just kidding y'all. But it, it, my, my point in saying all that is, she said that at the end of the day, she understands that there has to be a process and we right. operate in that. And when we don't, our family gets out of whack. So that brings up um, point number two is, um, if your value or priority system is out of order. So here, let me show this one right here. Point number two, if your family or value system is out of order. Then, and if you, if I can okay, indicate this, yes, if you yes, have, yes. because the I in me just wants to say, if you have any comments that you'd like to make about these, please share them because um, I think that it's, it's going to help us all because you know, the other eyes in the world, the other days in the world, you know, we need each other, you know, and it's funny, we were just having this conversation, I know with uh, Pastor Eric, regarding just how teams function, you know, how how great organizations uh, become greater is because you have all of these amazing people and none of their personalities are the same. And, right. you know, they're made up like a family in your right. family. Your child is not, I don't care how much their eyes look like you, there's something about them that is uniquely different and it may not be there may be some that are wired the same that's right that's but then right. what do you do with the one that isn't you know you don't ridicule them but you try to find a different way to reach them and that's i think right. that's why you know i think this for family is phenomenal because the if the family isn't right then a fortune 500 company isn't going to be right later on in the future. when you lead in that company right so i'm going to share something that we weren't able to share last week because of technical difficulties and again but that is the family um I'm going to see if it works this time. I hope it does. And it doesn't look like it's going to work again. But here's what I want you to make sure that you have. Point number two is if your family, if you're feeling that you're not um, balanced, right, in your family, you got to go back to establishing your priorities. And number one is establish your priorities via the family priority system. Um, Jesus Christ. He's our Lord and Savior. 
everything keys off of him, then it's my spouse, Crystal, me being her husband, she being my wife, we make sure that we are numero uno in each other's life next to God. Then it's the children, Major and Camille, there you go. Then it's career. And I'll say even after children, it's it's family, you know, extended family, but to a, a lesser degree, right? Then it's your career. Then it's your career. Then it's your your, I would say your church responsibilities, your volunteer activities. If any of those are out of whack, I can always tell you the first thing we always do in our coaching is we go back to the family priority system. And I can always tell, we can always tell when somebody is 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 out of whack, just like a chiropractor when we're when we're when we're adjusting you or, or assessing you, we are always asking, okay, what's coming first? And most people through that coaching, they'll let us know. So again, if you're treating your family like a part-time job, I can already tell you your priorities are out of whack. All right. Um a lot of people um we've had feedback on, well, you know, Marcus. The church should be coming. Your, my church responsibility should be coming before, um, you, you know, um, uh, my career. And I beg to differ. I'll argue no. against that any day no. because why the church can't be supported by the tithes and offering if you're putting church responsibilities before your career. Oh, boy. And I'm going to tell you, I almost lost my job at one point in my life. Because I was getting so much, I was giving so much attention to my church responsibilities, and that is valued. Let me first say that is valued. Now, again, if you're a pastor and that's your full time job or you're in ministry full time, that is your career. All right. That is your church responsibility. It's almost one and the same. But my point is, I had a full time job, but I was putting my church responsibilities before um, the, 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 I, I guess the success of my job. And so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at is this is where in terms of establishing priorities, you have to be spot on. And whenever we get coached by pastor Robinson, um, pastor Brett Jones, um, pastor Keith at grace, whenever we're getting uh, some good coaching, right. They are always, I, I, you know, Pastor Robinson is who taught us these, you know, these priorities. Um, he's who married us, did our, our uh, uh, some of our, our counseling, and we still are connected with him. He's the one who taught us this family priority system. And I'm going to tell you, it is the best thing. Um, I want you to have access to it. I'll leave a way for you to get this PDF. And it's really part of the PowerPoint that I did last week. One of the slides is, you know, the establishment of your priorities. I will send that out to whoever wants it. It's a, uh, it's something that I, like I said, I created the graphic around it. I definitely want you to see it, but I, I want you to understand um, you have to have a priority system because if you don't, uh, you're going to be led by any and everything. Now, the greatest thing that I, I think that we also must understand when it comes to making your family your full time, when, when they understand that they get you full time. I'm not talking about the fact that you, I don't want you quitting your job. I want you to understand that when you are connected to them, you're there intentionally. They get all of you. 
I don't care if that is uh, a total of 10 hours a week, even though you work 40 hours a week, um, you're, they, they, the, the eight hours they have, where there's the three on Saturday plus the four on Sunday, um, plus the, the few hours at night they have you, I want you to be so connected to them that they know that they're getting all of you. That's what I try to make sure I do with Major. When I'm with Camille, my daughter, my daughter is a high D. Camille Jemison is a high D. I want you to scoot on in a little bit, babe. Let's go on in. So just I know imagine that. She's so, a D and I'm an I. Camille is a D. My wife is an I. But when it comes to dad, Camille is an I. Camille is an I. And all I do with my daughter is listen. And I will tell you why I get so much out of my daughter is because we can we can be sitting for two hours. I will say two sentences and listen the whole time. My phone, it's ringing. I don't pick it up. And you know why? Because I want her to see that I am connected to her during those few minutes I have with her. And it's so important, especially for a woman. Right. That they feel that you're connected That's and the good. same thing for a man, the same thing for a child. My wife, I say very little. She knows I, I'm not a I'm not a big talker, but my wife knows when I want her attention. I want her to put the phone down. I don't care if President Barack Obama. I don't care if President Donald Trump is on the line. I don't care. I don't care. I've got to have your full attention because that means something to me. Right. And so the same for your family. You've got to be connected. Get rid of the phones. So here's the third point. All right. And, and we're coming up on the end of this thing. Here's the third point. Point number three is you've got to simplify your life. And so the point is simplify your life, then simplify it again, then simplify it again even further. So that means that you've got to declutter. And y'all, that is very hard. Yeah. Case in point. Me and Crystal Holmes, we're struggling last week. Major has been to the Andy Minio concert. He then had a 7.30 game the next night and then had a back-to-back 7.30 game again. Now, for some of you who, who follow us on Facebook, personal-wise, you know what happened, right? I asked y'all's opinion. And I wanted to see what y'all thought, but me and Chris had already decided, I think, the night before that major was not going to the game. Why? Because we are intentional in how we raise him. Now, my my good friend, Max Story, brought up a good point. He said, Mark, you should have thought about that from the beginning. And he was right because um, I don't think there was supposed to be back-to-back games, but with Hurricane Harvey, schedule shifted and they were trying to put a lot together. And don't get me wrong, Humble Area Baseball Association is great. Um, they're just in a, in a real tough spot, but we didn't we didn't let him play. Why he needs his rest school and how he performs during that day is much more important than the game, taking nothing away from team. But my point is, is that we had to simplify that thing and simplifying can just mean reducing the amount of activity that you as a family, you as or your children are in. And, And can I say this? I was thinking about the other day in the car that our generation of parents Um, We are like very active parents. We believe in putting our children in activities and we, you know, we come together and congregate and it's really can be, it can be really therapeutic. I mean, because we've met some great parents over the past 
I'll say six years, because this was what I say is different about the time that Camille was being raised is that, you know, we put her in activities, but it was not as, you know, frequent as a, um, you know, I, I guess you could say like considering, wow, she could do this and then she could do that. And then trying to figure out how to work it out into a schedule of a week. Um, you know, we kind of stick stuck with maybe one or two things, which pretty much we're doing with major, but it's a little bit more where he can have some things on the weekend and then he can do a couple of things during the week. And I realized that with the whole conversation about commitments, when you decide that you see certain gifts and abilities in your child and you want to explore them, yes, you do want to teach them to follow through. Like, for example, I, of course, I have to use music lessons as an example. I always tell my parents, you can't base it off of, you know, a six or seven year old child that's been in lessons for 30 days or either two weeks. And you they've done nothing else that required them to be disciplined and to have to focus independently of other kids. And you expect for them to be able to turn something around. You have to let them walk through the process. And I know sports can be like that, too. I know that. And there are other things. Um, but when you find, like we did, that certain things were starting to affect him or we felt that it might be, you know, something that would give, you know, him a difficult time at school. You can't let your desire to be loyal and committed. And what do other people think? We don't care about what other people think because that they're not our children. This is our son. And that's so right. I think that that's what I mean is that, you know, as a, as a parent, there's trial and error that's as right. a parent. You don't always make the right decision, but you you should have a desire, you know, of course, to want what's best for your child. That's right. So in the midst of that, I just, you know, say thank you. We, we sincerely apologize, but we're trying to do what's best for our That's for right. our child. And Absolutely. we'll never let loyalty get in the way. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that's where the simplification happens. I want you to understand something. When you start simplifying and reducing the amount of activity in your life to simplify, to bring efficiency to your family, to bring harmony. There's people that are probably um, going to get hurt. Their feelings are going to get hurt. Um, they're going to get a little butt hurt right <laughs> behind it. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You have to lead your family along the rhythm um, that they need in order to be successful. Because at the end of the day, your job, it can get rid, it can get rid of you. All right. Friends, they may leave or forsake you, but at the end of the day, your family is all that you have, yes. right? Now, there's, of course, some great friends out there, and, of course, they'll never leave you, but you get my point. That family that you're responsible for, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're a blended family, you have to simplify as often as you possibly can. That is, if you want to know what the successful people in the world do, the Bill Gates, the Warren Buffetts, the Richard Bransons, they continue to simplify and say no. They simplify some more and learn to say no. They simplify some more and learn to say no. And then when you look at, uh, I think it was Chuck Swindoll, one of the great, um, I just call it a great theologian, love Chuck Swindoll. He says that now that he is at an age where he has grandkids, um, he reflects back on his life. And one of the things that he says is that he wish he could have spent more time spending with his family, spending with his children and 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 even less time talking and more listening. And I'm just letting you know, 
that you've got to stay connected. So let's go over those points again. All right. Point number one is create a process. Six o'clock a.m. I do this. I get up. I pray. And then 6.05, I do that. And I'm not saying you're bound by the time, but you're bound by the process. If you go over a little bit, then you make up for it on the back end. But you've got to have a process to keep you accountable, to keep that family efficiency going. Point number two is um, your family priorities. If your family value chain is out of whack, your family is going to be out of whack. Job is taking precedence over family. Guess what? You're not going to do good at both. Because we were designed to operate in that family value chain, that family priority system. And then point number three is simplify, simplify, simplify. The more you can simplify life, your marriage, your relationships, the more success, the less heartburn you'll have. Hey. Now, hey, Ebony, Ebony, how you doing? Um, I'm just going to let you guys know that those three things. Now, if you missed most of the broadcast, and here's our son right here. Here's Major. I think he just likes being on camera. This little fella, we're about to we're about to do some. Uh, we're about to play Monopoly right now. That's why we got to get out of here. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for brought. Thank you for listening in. But I want you to know that you can catch this soon as we end the broadcast. It'll be available for replay. Um, and I am going to. Uh, I'll post it on Facebook. But we will make it available, um, that resource that I was telling you about um, regarding the family priority system. I'm about to make it an infographic. But um, here's some ways that you can stay connected to us. Um, here they are. I'm hoping that I can show them all. Um, there's Marcus Holmes. All right. We're going to hide that one, MarcusHolmes.com. There's Instagram, Marcus A. Holmes. Chris, I want you to give him yours. Twitter is Marcus A. Holmes. Facebook business page, Marcus, middle initial A. Holmes. Um, we, have a face, we have a Facebook blended family um, group. And if you just type uh, pound strong blend or hashtag strong blend, join that. Um, our son is trying to climb up on the table. I think he's sleepy or he has um, caught a case of crazy. But... Um, <laughs> We're going to go ahead and end the broadcast. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Again, stay connected. We love you guys. We want strong blended families. We want strong families, period. We want strong relationships. We're going to do whatever we can to enable that, proliferate it, and just give you some practical tools and tips and, um, and then help if, you win. If, um, if there's anything that you want us to personally talk about, to share, please you know, feel free to message us. Um, individually, and we'd love to just really speak on these things um, because that's what it's all about. We're family on here, and we just want to help families. You know, do as much as 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 much as we've been blessed with um, just getting as much wisdom from others who were so concerned about us being successful. Um, we're concerned about your success. We want the family to succeed. So please, please. Help hey. this eye have a conversation uh, like she likes to. Hey. And let's let's share. Hey, I just so want to say it off. No, 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 it, no, no, no. I he just want to give a shout out. Watch. See, no, he didn't look no, at his watch no, when he was no, talking. I wasn't. I wasn't. What, I wasn't. I want to give a shout out to one of the best managers and leaders I've had. And that is uh, Tim Yeager. If you're still <laughs> listening, um, I still want to do some fly fishing with you out in Kansas. Um 
Rock Talk. Uh, what is it? Rock Talk Jayhawks. Um, still remember. I still remember Rip Sheets. Great guy. This is a guy who um, was intentional about his family, loved his family, um, was so intentional with them. So thanks, Tim. Um, really enjoy uh, seeing that you were you were looking and Ebony and Garcia with. Thank y'all. Hey, you know what? Blended yeah. family and y'all are doing it. I uh, love seeing the posts. Matter of fact, I love how y'all have one account. I love it. Yes. I was I thinking it. about you today because I saw there's a big concert being held tonight at Lakewood and I was wondering if you were going. So shout out to Lakewood. They're doing a huge concert as a benefit for uh, Hurricane Harvey. And mm -hmm. uh, so I know it's going to be a blessing to the city. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So thank you all. All right. Y'all have a great time. Uh, have a wonderful night. Kiss your kids, kiss that significant other, um, and just love on those relationships. Invest in them. They will reap. They will reap so much. All right. Be intentional. Thank you all. You take care. Have a great night. Good night.